you are listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast on the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. We exist to empower the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive through podcast community. Now, here is your host. Blooming Inspired Podcast, equipping and empowering the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive. Good afternoon. This is Michelle Bentham, host of Blooming Inspired Podcast. Last week, I had Beverly Flanagan on my show. She is a brand new host here on the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. She is an elder in our network who is full of wisdom and life experience with a passion for God, His Spirit, and His Word. Her show, In All Seasons, Living Wisely, Aging Well, airs each week on Thursdays. And I want to encourage you to check that out out. Now let's pray. Father God, I ask that you would give each person within the sound of my voice eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to know you more. I pray that every person would encounter your living presence and power through the scriptures today, and that as we do, we would be changed by them. Let our hearts be inspired to believe for more, to live for more, and to experience more, so your glory may be known upon the earth. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to know. I ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. The title for this episode series is We Need You, Holy Spirit. I'm going to focus on Isaiah 11 today, where we learn about the sevenfold ministry of God, or what is called the seven spirits of God. Today, as we read, I want you to pay attention to the powerful promise of this passage and what God is saying to us about our circumstances today. As we read, don't just listen for my insights. Grab a notebook and pen, have your Bible open as we read, and make notes about what you hear him saying to you about where we are in this hour as a world, a nation, a city, and the church. So much has been happening these last few months, and I've been in two positions since I last brought a word here in March. One, I've been warring in the heavenly realms through intercession. Friends, if we do not understand that the war waged around the world, especially here in the United States, is not of human origin, but it is of dark principalities, powers, and spiritual forces that are raging in the heavenlies right now, then we will not rightly respond to this hour. I'll share more on this in the weeks to come, but for now, I will move on to that second position I've held these last few months. I've been still in heart and mind, set on God and trusting Him, living from rest and peace. I have traveled a few times and sat on a beach twice now that it seemed so beautifully unaffected by the world raging around it. I've taken road trips to see my husband who is working out of town. And with all the focus on the underlying conditions that bring complication with the coronavirus and COVID-19, I also came to the decision and began a weight loss journey in June. I've spent the last nine weeks learning to manage and discipline my appetites, and as a result, I've lost 29 pounds and am now 69 pounds from my goal weight. I've also seen my total cholesterol drop from 257 to 174, my energy levels are better, and I've realized that I've really 
don't enjoy the processed and inflammatory foods that I ate in the past, I'm learning that I turned to food for comfort and to de-stress, that sugar totally handicapped not only my body but also my brain. I've learned that I can enjoy, explore, and create a meal I love with healthy food choices and those choices don't need to include fat, most sugars, starchy carbohydrates, soy products, or dairy. Before you get to feeling too sorry for me, I can have about a cup and a half of fruit and egg whites so I'm not totally suffering. This journey amazes me. I'm learning to lean in and trust God. I buy mostly fresh produce and grass-fed organic meat products. I sleep better. I think clearer. I have more energy. My blood pressure and blood sugar aren't spiking and the pounds are falling off. My joints don't ache when I move as they once did. And my encouragement to you, find what works and make the changes to live a healthier life. The weight loss is honestly a side win because the major victory is my health and overall quality of life that is coming forward now. Episode 164, I made an observation. God is calling his church to rise in this hour above the fear and the dismay into a place of battle. Do you have your armor on? Let's put it on every single day and walk in the victory of Christ, following his leadership as we go. Proverbs 9.10 assures us that fearing the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Let's choose to remember that God is both personal and holy, or wholly other than human beings. He is the God of all other gods, the creator and architect of everything that exists. He is the righteous judge who is also the Ancient of Days, and he has never missed anything. Those who encounter his glorious presence do not simply bow in his presence, but rather they fall down like they are dead, as the Apostle John wrote of his own experience. We serve a holy, righteous, and sovereign God. Nothing takes him by surprise, and nothing, not one thing we face, is impossible with him. Fear him in holy awe. Adore him in holy worship. Be holy as he is holy within you. Let him have his way. As we open scripture today, turn to Isaiah 11. I'm excited to read with you. I'll be reading Isaiah from the New English and Passion Translations simply because they both express some deep things I want to highlight. Let's begin. Verse 1. The cut-off stump of Jesse will sprout and a beautiful branch will grow from its roots. This is clearly a prophecy written about Jesus, or a messianic prophecy, the promised anointed one or deliverer that we know as the Savior, Christ, and Messiah through Scripture. Interestingly, I read commentary by Bob Yandian about how the root is Jesus and the fruitful branch that springs out of that root is the church. He indicates by extension that the verses that follow would demonstrate that the same qualities of God's spirits that rested on Jesus as he walked the earth now reside in us as believers. Let's look at these. Verse 2, the spirit of Yahweh, or the Lord, will rest upon him. The spirit of extraordinary wisdom, the spirit of perfect understanding, the spirit of wise strategy, the spirit of mighty power, the spirit of revelation, and the spirit of the fear of Yahweh, or the Lord. K. 
catch this, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God rests upon Jesus. Remember in Matthew, Mark, and Luke's account of Jesus' baptism that the Holy Spirit descended in the form of a dove and came to rest upon Jesus. With Holy Spirit comes extraordinary wisdom, perfect understanding, and wise strategy or counsel. The NET says the ability to execute plans and wrapping up the list, mighty power, revelation, and the fear of the Lord. Do we ever need the Holy Spirit in this hour? Look around you in the world today. Where do you see these expressions of the nature of the Holy Spirit in society at large? Mm. Our nation and the church. Bob Yandian says that these are the seven ministries of the Holy Spirit and all of them are found in Jesus. The spirit of counsel, as it is commonly called here in the Passion Translation, it is called wise strategy. I remember about 10 years ago, I was working at a church in the Dallas-Fort Worth metro area here in Texas. One of the things they had us do was take the Clifton Strength Finders test. I did as I was instructed and reported back my top five strengths, strategic, arranger, connectedness, belief, and maximizer. One day, after taking the test, I drove home and was listening to a local Christian station that hosted a strengths coach on the show. The woman being interviewed said this, Only 4% of the people in the entire world have a number one strength of strategic and a number two strength of arranger. Do you know what that means? She went on to explain that a person with this top two strength set not only has the capability to make the best plan or strategy to accomplish a goal, but they are tactical enough to be able to put the necessary people and resources in place to carry out the plan as well. This was something I really had to take to God. You see, I never thought I was good at planning and executing. Why? Because I never executed. Yet my top two strengths are executive in nature. I could always make a really good plan, but I'd blow it big when it came to executing, or I'd get stuck in the process of evaluating and always trying to make it better. Maximizer much? As I've grown with the Lord and moved in different circles of friends and churches, one thing comes up often. I am a woman who walks in the gift of wisdom. I carry it along with peace, and I am convinced that this is because I walk in the fear of the Lord more and more each day. Micah 6.8 shows us what it means to walk in the fear of the Lord. The prophet writes that God says he has shown us what is good, that we should do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with our God. As I read this passage more than a decade ago, God showed me this beautiful picture of how, as children of God, that we stay humble before Him is to continually submit ourselves to Him and let Him examine our hearts as to do justice in our own hearts, and then to love mercy towards other people. Let the judgments and the offenses go, so that when we walk with God, it demonstrates not only that I am in a relationship with Him, but also that the character and nature of Him who lives within me. In the NET, verse 2 reads this way, The Lord's Spirit will rest on Him, a spirit of extraordinary wisdom, a spirit that provides the ability to execute plans, a spirit that produces absolute loyalty to the Lord. Take note in this translation that the indication is this 
is one spirit that produces a variety of outcomes. It is productive to be engaged with and empowered by the Holy Spirit of God. His presence brings extraordinary wisdom, mighty power, counsel, and wise strategy, revelation, and understanding, and most of all, the fear of the Lord. Reverent awe for the one who formed you in your mother's womb and gave his own son so you could be redeemed. Verse 3, he will find his delight in living by the spirit of the fear of the Lord. He will neither judge by appearances nor make his decisions based on rumors. Let me ask you this. If you, if Jesus lives within us, how are we doing with finding our delight in living by the spirit of the fear of the Lord? I mean, church, church leaders fearing the government, refusing to hold services, judging each other based on doctrinal interpretations, openly and publicly spreading malicious slander and gossip against other professed believers and making a killing of a living at it by writing books about it. Rumor, innuendo, and speculation, also known as judging, are circulating regularly. Maybe I've gone to meddling now. Remember when Samuel summoned Jesse to bring his sons forward so no, so one of them could be anointed as king after Saul? First Samuel tells us that Jesse called his sons in to meet the prophet that day save one, David, the youngest of his boys, the shepherd of the family. While his brothers put on their armor and went off to war, David grabbed his shepherd's hook and lived in the fields among his father's sheep. He protected them, fed them, and made sure they were not injured, stolen, or killed. He fought off lions and bears and wore the marks of the work and sleeping in the dirt among the animals on his body. His skin was red from the sun. Samuel examined these sons of Jesse arrayed before him, and he said he did not find the one he sought. He asked Jesse if he had any other sons, and Jesse replied that his youngest son, David, was still in the fields watching the sheep. Samuel sent for David, and when Jesse questioned his judgment, Samuel replied, Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Friends, in order for us to get through this season of extreme disconnect and division, both in the body of Christ and the United States of America, we are going to have to have wisdom and revelation of the Holy Spirit so that we can look past what we see on the outside of a person's life and look into what God is saying about their hearts. I often counsel parents who are struggling to help their children to listen for the lie their heart believes because if you can identify and address the lie by speaking truth to your child, then the behaviors and other aspects of their character that suffer will be made right. So how is your heart doing today? Verse 4, with righteousness he will uphold justice for the poor and defend the lowly of the earth. His Words will be like a scepter of power that conquers the world, and with his breath he will slay the lawless one. Jesus, God's one and only Son, who gave himself for us, is the one who holds the justice for the poor, the lowly, and the defenseless in the earth. His words, what Jesus speaks, is like a scepter of power that will conquer the world systems, demonic principalities and assignments, and even the godless governments of the nation that are now raging against him. Jesus, with one breath from his mouth, slays the lawless one, Satan, his adversary, and our enemy. In many settings throughout Christendom, believers are constantly blaming or rebuking the devil, but to what end? 
nothing much changes. We don't see lasting results. Why? Because we have forgotten that not only is Scripture the written Word of God, but Jesus, who carries all the authority of heaven, life, and death, is the living Word and the fullest expression of God to us on earth. A God who is just, merciful, gracious, and whose very presence is love. Verse 5, Righteousness will be his warrior's sash, and faithfulness his belt. What sets Jesus apart and makes him truth to us? It is his righteousness. He who was without sin became sin for us so that we would not die but live and work alongside of him, empowered by his Holy Spirit to bring forth the kingdom of his Father upon the earth. You can see 2 Corinthians 5 for more on that. We have not been left as orphans. The Spirit of God resides in us. Have you received his presence and power fully in your life? Before Jesus ascended into heaven, Scripture tells us that he breathed on his disciples and sang for them to receive the Holy Spirit. Every one of them have been among those who acknowledge Jesus as the Christ by faith. They received the Holy Spirit. And yet Jesus' last command to his disciples and the apostles was not go, but wait. Wait for what? Wait for the Holy Spirit that you have received to come upon you in power. I believe a big part of our problem in the Western Church is that we undervalue the waiting on the Lord to visit us in His power and presence before we go out. Without His power and love, I'm nothing. My efforts toward doing good offers only wood, hay, and stubble on a pile that would be consumed in His holy fire. The only way to store up treasures for yourself in heaven is to rightly understand that apart from Christ and the empowering of His Holy Spirit, we can do nothing of value. And without that, we have no treasure. He's also the God of who restores. Skip down to verse 10. On that day, the root of Jesse will be lifted up as a miracle sign to rally the people. Gentiles will diligently seek him, and his resting place will be glorious. This was true of Jesus during his life, death, burial, and resurrection, and it will be true of him again in his second coming. The nations of the world will bow in reverence and awe as the one true Son of God is revealed in all the earth. His resting place now is in us. The glory of God chooses to rest within each of us. And, oh, friends, that is truly glorious. Now, more than any other time in my life, I cry out to God saying, we need your Holy Spirit. Will you join me in making this your heart cry to God every day? So let me ask you, what is the Holy Spirit highlighting for you from today's reading? Ask Him to breathe on it, give light to it, and ask Him to show you what He wants you to do in response to it. Put your faith in action today and follow the Lord in obedience as you choose to move forward. We will be reading from Zechariah 4 next week as we look at what it takes to move forward when God calls us to move. Oh. Thank you for tuning in with us. I pray this is some encouragement to you as you seek to set your heart in a posture of love through turbulent days that are warring for our hearts and minds. May His power, wisdom, and presence be complete in you, and may you walk in a steadfast love daily. 
Next week, we'll dig deeper into this idea of moving forward in the power of the Holy Spirit. I also want to ask you if this podcast has been a blessing to you, would you consider subscribing to it on Apple or Google Podcast and share it with your friends and family? We'd love to partner with you in sharing messages that encourage and inspire other women to live their lives blooming alive. Speaking of partnering, Blooming Inspired Network is working with an up-and-coming ministry called Women of Verve. I began a little more than a year ago to walk with my friend Melissa as she birthed this idea of doing a community-based outreach to women through retreats and Bible studies. In June, we hosted 24 women and four leaders for a life-changing weekend at Moe Ranch in Hunt, Texas. As we did, the community of women we served has rallied. And we met last week for lunch and are having Bible study this evening here in this Hood, Somerville County area. You are, can learn more by looking us up at facebook.com forward slash women of Verve. And if you'd like to join us for our 2021 retreat, that's July 23rd through 25th, you may visit womenofverve.com for more information and to reserve your spot. Space is limited, so sign up today. If you'd like to be a guest on this show or get more information about hosting your own podcast on the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network, please reach out to me by visiting bloominginspirednetwork.com and click the podcast link at the top of the page or Michelle Bentham at bloominginspirednetwork.com. That's M as in Mary, I-C-H-E-L-L-E dot Bentham. B as in boy, E, N as in Nancy, T as in Tom, H, A, M as in Mary, at bloominginspirednetwork.com. I'd love the opportunity to connect with you and figure out how we can share your voice with the world around us. If you need encouragement of any kind, prayer, or would just like to stay connected with us here at Blooming Inspired Network, please reach out by visiting us on Facebook at Blooming Inspired or bloominginspirednetwork.com and click the direct message or contact link at the top of the page. We'd love to join hands with you in this season and lift you up. If you'd like to get this podcast delivered to your smart device, we're available on both Apple and Google Podcasts. Take a moment to subscribe and leave a review today. Thank you for listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast on the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. This show airs weekly on Tuesdays. Please take a moment to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. To learn more about this podcast and its network or the ministries of Blooming Inspired Network, please visit bloominginspirednetwork.com and click the podcast link at the top of the page. Podcast music provided by Standard License from premiumbeats.com. Title Spirit of Fire, created by FAS Sound.